Welcome back to Podcast 1313. I'm Dave, and I'm back with the rogue imperial biological mutant, Spark. How are you? Good. <laughs> Good. We did a Galaxy of Fear 1, Eaten Alive, Spark. This is a book from your childhood, is it not? Yeah, I've read them all, like, a lot when I was in uh, elementary school. My library had the entire thing, and I literally, like, brought them home, and at late at night, you know, when you're supposed to be going to bed, you used to lay, lay, in, uh, lay in bed with, like, a little flashlight or, you know, nightlight or whatnot. I forgot what I had, and I used to read chapters before I go to sleep. Yes, gives yourself some fucking nightmares about little blue goddamn aliens eating. Well, they're not even really aliens. They're fucking parasites. But we can get into yeah, that. They, so. they, from, yeah, we're, we're getting into that before we go. But, yeah, it's this is not like the, it's not a happy go lucky type of thing. It's just like. all works out by know, the end of this one. It's kind of disturbing. But we're not going yeah, well, for the main cast, because they, they you know, plot armor, but... I guess I one guy did die. Did, yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So, with this book, Eaten Alive, the basic setup here is <clears throat> uh, two Alderanian kids who escaped Alderaan, Tash and Zack, are taken in by their quote-unquote uncle, Hul, who is a shape-shifting Shido, Shido alien who mm. basically was friends with their parents. Plit. Who... Plit, shut up. And he takes them along on his ship, the Light Runner, with their droid, DV. And they're basically going around the galaxy, seeing all this crazy, scary shit. Rogue, imperial fucking bioweapons. It's crazy. But it was very entertaining. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Goosebumps. Well, actually, I, see, I didn't read this, but I read a lot of Goosebumps when I was around this age. I loved Goosebumps. Dude... Dude, I remember back in, like, the 90s. I think it was 97, 98. I forget. I was still, like, a, a very young kid in kindergarten. But I'm like an elephant. I am I am cursed and blessed with a long memory. But anyway, I remember Ghostbump, like, that, like the TV show being mm-hmm. on TV. It was freaky as shit. That, that show was a little like creepy a, sometimes. Yeah, like I remember the pool monster. It was pretty much some guy had no skin chasing people around, muscle. Then I remember another one. It was I forget, but it felt like a fever dream. Look, oh, do we lose him? Hold on here. Okay, you're going on about the man with no skin or some shit from Goosebumps. Yeah, it was from, like, a swimming pool. And it was, like, drowning people with some spirit or some shit. It was some fucking, like, creepy shit. But, like, the show didn't really sink too much in when you're a kid. Because this is, like I said, this is, like, way back in the day. Like, I can I can make all the boomer jokes I want, you know. I remember when, you know, the fucking no internet. When people had no cell phones and had goddamn pagers. You know, <laughs> I remember that era shit. But, um... Yeah, it was it was fucking weird. Like when I was a kid, because I used to watch like Nickelodeon and stuff when I was like a little boy, like a little boy. So it was like Nickelodeon, and of course that was a part of Nickelodeon. And hell, Nasco stuff. I also remember Rugrats. <laughs> I used to watch that. that was weird too. Rugrats was weird. <sighs> the art 
was a little odd. And, like, the situations where the babies got into was some of those. It, it's not like, how am I going to describe it? It's not, like, like scary, weird, like, like surreal. But it was kind of like, yeah, it was surreal. Especially when you're a kid. That's probably because I was a kid. And, like I said, when you're a kid, you're like, your mind, it's not as focused. I remember a lot of details as, like, you know, for say when you're an adult. So I always thought it was kind of like a fever dream almost watching that. Hmm. Shit, I remember. I used to watch a lot of exploring shows, but we're getting into that. We're not. We're, yes, we're it's gonna turn going to back the, in the that childhood shows. trauma podcast. Well, no <laughs> trauma, thank God. But I mean, I can be blessed in that. Oh, fucking, shut up. We can talk about that when we turn off the mics. But so in Galaxy of Fear here, <laughs> <laughs> you, you so <laughs> we get into the thing with this book here, Eaten Alive. Uh, the four of them are, by <laughs> shut up. The four of them are heading out, helping Uncle Hool in his research because Hool is like an anthropologist of some sort. Apparently, he's a scientist. I think they call him. And yeah. basically, uh, they're going along, and they get caught. They arrive at this world called Devor, and they're kind of jerked out of hyperspace earlier than expected. On their way there and they actually crash land on Devorin and here on Devorin it's got a native species species called the Enzine which are little blue people with kind of like big orb like eyes and sharp teeth they kind of welcome them when they first arrive but there's a subtle hint that something may be strange on this planet yes very strange mm -hmm. is there anything in specific you want to talk about as we're going through this, I don't really have any structured notes about this, so we can pretty much just go whatever pace we want, jump wherever. No, I mean, you just continue. I mean, it's basically the, the you know bad feeling about this type of shit. They run into hijinks. That's about the extent of it. Mm -hmm. Were you scared? No. <laughs> I'm scared. What? Why are you asking that? What? The fuck? I don't know. I actually felt like you were kind of shaking on the other end of the mic there. A little worried. Are you scared? Are you scared? Because <laughs> you're on scare tactics. Oh my god, that's like a blast <laughs> in the fucking past. Oh, it took your brain a fucking minute to register that fucking blast. Fucking oh Tracy Morgan. Alright, but that's another tangent. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't Tracy Morgan. I remember what was that fucking what was his name? Yeah, was, Kush, I remember that. He was on was scare, tactics? scare Tactics. Then, but I do believe I think he was like the old host. So I remember him coming out and like, oh, you want Scare Tactics? Uh -huh. it up. I only remember the the Tracy yeah. Morgan era of that show. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I remember the old when it first came out. I also remember when Jackass, the TV show, used to be a big thing. That was fucking funny. Mm. But not anymore. It's not there no more. MTV doesn't isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Speaking of jackasses, Sparkle, what did you think uh, about the way the the Shido <laughs> the way the the Shido stuff was portrayed? Because I think this is actually a pretty cool alien type here. Because it's better than Claudites. Because they can shape shift their body into smaller forms. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, I believe that I think he shape shifted into like a big dodo. You can grass. How's that sound? Ah, fuck you. Uh, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> so yeah, but this species is pretty cool. Yeah. 
So for the rest of the book here, it's basically them settling into this planet as Hul goes off to do something mysterious while the kids fuck around, have fun and whatnot. The kids are, of course, much more receptive in the freaky shit going on on the planet. There's a madman named Beppo, Bebo, whatever, going around telling people, oh, you're doomed, you're doomed. Like in most horror cliches you can imagine, no one takes him seriously. Everyone says he's crazy. The kids feel there might be some truth to what he's saying. And that eventually culminates in Tash, uh, the the daughter, not the daughter, but the the female, I'll say, of the two-kid duo. Because it's a brother and a sister duo, Tash and Zach. Uh, she basically meets yeah. with Beppo, and he basically tells her, hey, there used to be an Imperial laboratory here, and you have to take this crystal to keep yourself safe from disappearing. Because people have been disappearing on this planet, and no one believes me. And Whoa. I don't know. That, that, that's a big time skip. You forgot to mention the. the well, no, I, I said know, earlier. We're just, no, I just said earlier. We're just jumping wherever. There's no structured thing to this one. So this was just a chill uh, book. You're free to just jump wherever the fuck. Uh, okay. Doesn't matter for this one. Okay. All right. I, I didn't want to like spurt down. Go right to the ending. Like, oh, oh. No. Okay. And ideally, people yeah. would already read this before starting, unless they just want to listen to a random podcast about Galaxy of Fear. I noticed the the channel isn't it. Um, there's some there's some people from like different states that we don't know anybody from. So yeah, a lot of rando dudes. It kind of cut you up for a bit there, so I didn't hear the first part of whatever you said, but it was probably meaningless. Not happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Will you interrupt me to say something? Uh no. Sure, you weren't gonna say something. <laughs> no, go on. That's what I thought. You fucking peon. I'll feed you to the goddamn planet. But <laughs> <laughs> there is an appearance here. Shout out to Dark Empire of the gank species once again. And we see them in service gank. to a hut. And like all huts, it's literally just a shitty job of knockoff. That's, yeah, I wanted to fucking talk about this. I hate, again, that huts are always just fucking shitty job of knockoffs. Mm. Yeah, it's like the bargain bin. Uh, it's the most job of the hut too. It's like the most disposable Star Wars character archetype. You have disposable Imperial villain like Devian from Crimson Empire, and then you have disposable hut villain. Yeah, it's like you know. I kind of want to see huts, and I think we already talked about this in day, but like, yeah, it'd be better to see them outside the room while being Jabba knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe a a uh, a hut <clears throat> merchant that's actually not a total scumbag. You know that, that'd be refreshing. You know. Yeah, I can't even think of yeah, a decent hut. Awesome. <sighs> but oh well. We'll probably, it's probably very rare finding a, a hut. We probably could find one if we looked, but it's it's not common at all. Yep. The reason there's even a hut on here, which. It's actually a big coincidence, thinking about it now, that he happened to be on this planet. But he has his own little fortress here, and he wants to basically coerce Uncle Hool, who's taking care of the kids, into being his personal shape-shifting assassin. And, of course, Hool is not down with that. And uh, But the hut kind of alludes at some point, when he's talking to him in front of the kids, that there may be more to Hool than he's letting on. You know, insinuating he might have a dark past. I don't know what that's about, because I haven't read this series. But I'm imagining he probably had like some military experience or some shit. 
Do you remember it at all if that goes I anywhere? I think I remember what his deal is. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was looking at the Wikipedia again, and I was, again, because I forgot, because I looked at it before, but I looked at it again. Fucking, this book has some very out-there cameos <laughs> in for future books. Fucking Thrawn mm-hmm. is in this. Jarek. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you play Little anyone. Fat, like, they, yeah. they got uh, Platt O'Keefe, who's like a, a character from the D6 books, who like does the guides and bullshit. Dr. Evazon. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, the butt face guy. <laughs> he doesn't no, that's like you. Opinion. I don't like you either. You watch yourself. He I have the cringe sentence on twelve sisters. <laughs> I'll be careful. Well, you'll be dead. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention. I'm just going off. You know what first comes to mind. Uh, the fucking main characters: Luke, Leia, Han, the droids, Wookie. They appear. At one point in this book, they get along super well with the main characters, of course. You know, you got to appeal to the kiddies there, showing the main characters. This is forgivable, you know, since it's a, a Goosebumps-style type book. It's very recognizable to have the characters in there at some point, because, oh, now, now you can put on the, the front page or advertise the main characters are in this. I wonder, because uh, it isn't just the kids' books that does these does this. A lot of, like the mainline Legends books just feel the need to include really obnoxious references to the movies or inclusions of characters that I guess they felt at the time was necessary. But really, I think, you know, the stories can kind of stand on. Yeah, I think they could just stand on their own merits. But yeah, it's probably just all marketing. Because it was huge. You need need people to uh, uh, read the books. Because um, between the movies, you forget between... um, the uh, Return of the Jedi and the Phantom Menace, that that gap, there was a big gap without any Star Wars like movies and whatnot. So to get more people interested in the media, they probably had to slap one, you know, your favorite character, blah blah blah, is on one here. Just come and read it, and, you know. Had to get people's attention somehow. I guess that's one way. Is it obnoxious? As you said, yes. But the, I mean, most of the stories do stand on their own merits. But yeah. I, it's just a marketing campaign or a gimmick yes. to get you know, new readers in. No, there's no excuse for the fucking obnoxious references to events from the movies, though. Like, no. When, when we get to X-Wing, no. dude, Not... that shit is going to get so obnoxious. Oh, remember when Luke did X, Y, and Z? Oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking every Corellian has to say something about odds. Yeah, and I remember when uh, <laughs> Luca, Luca, you know, kissed uh, Mara Jade when she was, you know, Oh, we'll get to that. Like, that happens in fucking uh, the hand of Thronduology. We'll fucking get to that. Yeah, the hand, then we have the hand job of Thronduology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You gotta be careful, Luke. They might fucking put you up on charges. It's the Me Too era. <laughs> we know why he was hiding out on fucking uh, that planet in The Last Jedi. He was trying to not get canceled. Well, he was doing a pretty bad job. He was getting, you know, green milk from the source. <laughs> How old was that creature? You know, maybe we can get a consent form. You're going to put him in a galaxy of fear when he fucking, fucking uh, faces a federal court. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> fucking shit. All right, well, what else we talking about? Let's, let's talk about the weird-ass, creepy fucking planet. Yes, let's talk about the planet itself, Devoren. Yes. It is 
I always imagined it in my head that it is a very dark, like darkish red planet. Like it's never like fully bright. It just has this red haze you... all over it. Really? Because it's in the book, like flying in there was like green and stuff. Yeah, they they said it was very. It was because probably because I knew it was a horror book going in. But like in my head, I always just pictured it like that. I just felt more in tune with the mood. But it's it's more like uh, enticing that way to describe it as green, which is why they went for it. So you can lower your expectations. Well, it's kind of like the planet is doing like, um, I think what either what some spiders or some other predatory animals do. They, they kind of make things um, um, seem more welcoming, draw on the parade, then that's why they land there and they get, you know, mm-hmm. taken out. Yeah, the I, I, the Imperial, I want to know how the Imperials even managed this whole Devoran thing. Because we come to learn later from that Imperial laboratory that they fucking created this planet and the Enzine, who are parasites that feed off of the planet's nutrients that it gets from fucking eating people. And, like, I'm I just... What? I want, I want to know how the fuck they, they let it loose. Exactly. Like what the hell is your reasoning to let a goddamn planet that eats people, like, on the loose? And, like, it literally goes from point A to point B at any It moves. Time. It fucking yes. moves. The planet moves. Okay, so this is what... This is how stupid the, the Empire is, right? They, they found some planet... They fucked with it and made it alive, and it, it literally opens holes in the ground, right? And it sucks people in, and and then it melts their bodies or some shit, and makes the nutrients where the little the little uh, parasite people literally suck out the nutrients from the ground, and they pretty much you know that's how they have people come to the planet. And mm. basically, this planet can appear and reappear at any given time, anywhere to lure people in. And the Imperials thought this was a good idea to let this fucking planet. <laughs> Roam around. How is this even like a good bio weapon? It's not. <laughs> like, no. I will say another thing though. Uh, this book didn't fucking really creep me out, but I did find one image particularly unsettling with the fucking Enzine when uh, Tash is spying on them and she sees them like pull out their like snake like tongues and drive them into the mud to suck out the nutrients. I was a little fucking yeah. freaky. Yeah, that's why I mean they pretty much get killed and their bodies melt down in nutrients and that's how they, they suck it out. <laughs> slurp slurp. Yeah, you know, the noises, you know, that come over from your room. So anyways, <laughs> the uh the planet, you know, if you get sacrificed like in the pit, um, it's like the Sarlacc treatment and get digested very slowly. Yes. It's very fucked up. Yeah, so it's like this is a kid's book, and it's already kind of you know it's. There's some things that can like like even when you're about like okay, this is a little fucking dark, <laughs> a wee bit dark, mm-hmm. but you know it's. I mean, it's good though. It's, it's it's a fun read. They do foreshadow a good moment in the beginning though, with uh Tash and Zach, uh playing uh some type of video game or some shit, like you know on a little hollow board. Like the Dejeric we see in A New Hope. They're like playing uh, a simulation with a TIE fighter and X-Wing fighting each other. And they pull off some maneuver where they get the fighter partially in a planet's gravity, go around it and kind of slingshot themselves with the momentum to go at high speeds. And they actually employ that at the end of the book uh, when they're trying to escape Devoron. And the Millennium Falcon and all the main characters come and pick them up. And they're trying to jump to hyperspace, but they can't. See, this is, this is actually a pretty good reveal. Because they're trying to leave, but then they notice the fucking planet is chasing them. <laughs> so they're still stuck in its mm. gravity. 
So Han has to do the whole slingshot maneuver and launch himself away from that fucking thing. Freaky. Yeah, it pretty much it implodes upon itself. Then at the epilogue, it appears in the fucking outer room. Yeah, so it's still going. Yep, floating around somewhere, guys. You know, randomly killing people because the Imperials are too fucking lazy to destroy it. What if uh, a fucking Imperial ship just gets sucked in that? Oh, well, <laughs> there's plenty more that came from. Like, Remember, literally, how is, is this a good bioweapon? This is the, this is the EU. There's there's like from what it's been described, the Empire have trillions of people. They can just they don't really give a shit if one ship gets missing. Who cares? All these as long as they have like a super strong. Mm-hmm. Should just send goddamn Devorin at the rebels since you lost your Death Star. <laughs> Surprised they didn't do something like worse. Like, make it like a sentient sun that eats people or some shit or like calls it supernovas or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Something stupid. Supernovas, you say? Just wait till we get to the Jedi Academy trilogy. Well, yeah, with the Sun Crusher, right? <laughs> yep. Shit, Sun Crusher, this fucking planet. So they should have, but you know. Oh well. Yep. Forgot the about the fancy crystal they found. No, I already uh, mentioned that. Oh, you already did. Yeah, that crystal's what uh, protects them from vanishing. Slurp, 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 slurp. Uh, what else was noteworthy about this book? Uh, they're obviously force sensitive. I should mention that too. The two kids, you know, they have intuition. Yeah. Luke is kind of picking up on a bit of that, but of course, they don't outright say anything. But yes, they're very obviously supposed to be force sensitive. He tells the girl, he's like, "You gotta trust your feelings." Yes, trust your feelings. Also, this is my number. We should talk sometime. Of course, when you're a little older, you can go to my academy. I can get you in here for free. When yes. you're older, of course. <laughs> I can get you in for free. You just have to prove to me you want to get in. When you're of age. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have a lawsuit with the academy. I don't want to have another lawsuit. I'm still trying to fight off those Mara Jade allegations. <laughs> Fuck shit. Do, do you know how awful Luke's love life is in the EU? Like every girl he gets with just fucking dies. Well, that's not that bad, because you could just you can just hit it and don't have to worry about it <laughs> or anything else. He has a high body count, literally. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's depressing. You can't really settle down with like one one person, but it's like then again, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the man, the, he, wants to, he wants to love. So. They also had a very fucking 90s moment in this book with uh, Zack, where he has his little hover sled, his Alderanian hover sled. Or hover yeah, board. Zach Galifianakis uses <laughs> the, the hover sled here and does like a little skateboarding maneuver. Like they, they dedicated a whole chapter to him with his fucking little hoverboard skateboard <laughs> trying to like perfect this move. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. man, I can just hear the fucking music already. The rock music. Radical, bro. He, they do say something that's also very 90s later on where they say like prime. Did you catch that you know, part? I've never heard anybody, and I was in the 90s, I, I never fucking heard anybody say Prime before. Well, this, this, that's Star Wars, 90s lingo. Oh, that's it, Prime, dude. Say. No, that's not real lingo. That's Star Wars lingo. Yeah, I was about to fucking say. I was like, what the fuck? I never heard that before. Man, I'm having a totally Prime day, bro. Oh, shit. Negatron. <sighs> that's <a> fucking stupid. <laughs> Megatron, bro. Optimus Prime, yo. <laughs> oh, 
What else? No. Slip start coming me. from Dave's house, yo. <laughs> Take you to fucking Devoren. You're fucking giggling because you know it's fucking true. No. Man, I need to get a new co-host. You're just not cutting it anymore. Uh, <laughs> you're superior in your bands. Yes. Uh, what else is noteworthy you found about this book? Um, they introduced another gank. Um, I thought it was neat how um, the planet kind of like an earthquake, which they had a, they pretty much killed the entire like settlers on the planet. Yes. Because of um, the girl found, um, what was her name again? Tash. I just read it. Tash. Yes. Tash and Zach. Tash was trying to use the force and she thought she caused it, but the planet kind of sucked up uh, like everybody. Like Because the, there's settlers on the planet and they, they got sucked in the ground because mm-hmm. she found out about the lab and like the, the cool thing, you know, the, uh, the hole and stuff. She felt in the force that was kind of like evil in a way, which. I don't know if the planet's evil because it's kind of in its nature. Like the, the people that are really evil, the imperial like scientists, I like, literally made it and just said, fuck, they fucked off. It's like yeah. that's kind of irresponsible to pretty much you making a planet that's supposed to be some bioweapon, then you're letting it go off and fend for itself. I mean, it's kind of not the planet's fault. I mean, it is bad, but it's not its fault. You know what I mean? It's kind of the you know you could have just destroyed it or did something. Before he left, you know, it's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, if we, the United States, leaves all like VX gas, right, shells in the middle of the fucking like this a city for anybody can go up to it, like open up the fucking vials and kill half the city. It's kind of irresponsible. Yeah. To let a living bioweapon do that, it's kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. But nice. these, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. <laughs> And there's like 12 of these books, right? So it's just going to get dumber from here. Yeah. Well, from what I remember, a lot of it has to do with like um, a certain imperial scientist that we met, well, that we've read about mm-hmm. in the, pro- the prologue. He's kind of an asshole. But he does a lot of like snortery shit that we're going to figure out the more we read. Um, some of it. Like some of the things they you know run into in the book series, if I remember correctly, doesn't correlate to the the imperial scientists, but a lot of it does. So you're just expecting a lot of imperial bullshittery of them creating something and it going away, or they're foiling some plans, or maybe cause I remember, like I said, that one um, crit plan. It was fucking just wait till we get to that, but that's that's creepy as shit. I but, bet. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go too much in detail, but I remember that when I was a kid. Because that also has Boba Fett in it, too, funny. Mm-hmm. So to keep an eye on that. That's, oh, that's, can see. I think that's the next one, actually. Yeah, what's the next one? Look that up. It was called... I have it right here, thankfully. Just looking yeah, at it. it. So we got Eaten Alive, next is City of the Dead. Yes, the City of the Dead. Yeah, that's freaky. That's a freaky book. Like this, yeah, for kids' books, these are definitely fucking freaky books. Just wait, because there's some freaky shit happening in this planet. Mm-hmm. Cover was really nice for this book, too. The cover art for these books are actually fucking cool. Not, not gonna lie. Like, most of them are neat. Mm-hmm. Some I like better than others, but they get the, the vibe across. That this is some freaky shit. Yeah, this isn't, you know, like a... It's not the typical Star Wars journey. This is, this is like the ranged Imperial bioweapon stuff that you don't expect, a, you know, kids to be reading about in the book, but... Yes. Alas, here we are. Indeed, indeed. Man, it's fucking, dude, kids, 
back in these times were so spoiled with Star Wars books. They had this, they had Young Jedi Knights, Junior Jedi Knights, Jedi Apprentice. There's like 20 Jedi Apprentice novels or books. Yeah. Yeah. And they also forgot we had um, we had video games too. Like mm-hmm. the N64, it had Pod Racer, Shadows of the Empire, Episode One. Um, it was like a like a like a Rogue Squadron game, but it was set with like Episode One. You play like uh, some guy from the Boo, and you were, you use like the uh, little Nebula fighter and um, some like vehicles and shit. That was cool. We also had the first Rogue Squadron. I played shit out of that one on the N64. Then for the GameCube. We had Rogue Squadron 2, I do believe, and then we had um, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast 2, and then the PC had a bunch of games. And then, um, oh, what was another good game I used to play? Um, oh, it's kind of bubble, uh, the Bounty Hunter. That was really good. Um, I still need to play that one. I have it on my PS3. It's, well, you, you probably won't like it because it's it's like artificially hard that's the camera angles you're gonna you're gonna be frustrated with the game i can tell you now because it's it's quite difficult it was quite pain in the ass back in the day but it was well, it's, i'm yeah, already it's getting frustrated bad. with fucking dark forces one yeah yeah i'm telling you man for dark forces one oh, god damn it Okay, sorry about that. More technical issues, but you were going on about Star Wars games. Yeah, so I forgot the Clone Wars video game is fucking cool, too. And I forgot for the old Xbox, the Beast, you forget, the Republic Commando. Then you had the KOTOR games, KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2. Those were, yeah, growing up during the, uh, our, our time, you know, a lot of cool fucking Star Wars games. Nowadays, there's none. I feel bad for kids getting into Star Wars now because... But they got, got the High Republic. That's not a video game. That's a shitty book. Series. They've got no one reads it's, it. It's way better than what we had. Yeah, I'm sure it is. They got Cassian Andor's show coming. Oh, man, Cassian Andor, cool. I wonder what happens to him. <laughs> They've got the Rogue Squadron movie coming. Oh, Rogue Squadron? Oh, yeah, it's... It's not the Rogue Squadron we grew up with. It's something completely different. But and it's going to be and it's going to be set post episode nine, I think. <laughs> oh, great! You know that's what everybody wants. You know everybody loves the prequels and the sequels. Mm, but actually, yeah. I, the, no, the sequels. No, not prequels because I keep thinking about Clone Wars. That game is good, but yes. no, you know the sequels. You know everybody loves those. Yes, yes. Let's just you know let's just you know make make fucking shit after you know the last jedi and everything else or whatever the last one's called the old shit mm-hmm. what a shame. so tiring it is a shame but if you like the eu you you have enough star wars content to last so yeah do we recommend this book spark yes i actually recommend the entire sp- it's only 88 pages i literally was busy all weekend. I literally sat down for like a three or four hours, and I got done eighty-eight pages. So come on, if I could do it, anybody could do it. And these chapters are small too. So come on. Yeah, these are quick, quick reads. Not too but bad either. Yeah, if you have fucking, point, if you have kids, I recommend it. Get them to read this. Yeah, they like if they like science fiction and like like kind of like the creepy horror stuff. They're definitely like this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of creepy stuff happening in these. Need to get more kids reading in general. This is a good way to start. Or fucking Young Jedi yeah. Knights. Those are good ass kids books too. Not only reading, but playing with toys. Yes. 
Well, we're leaving that for our child psychology podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get canceled yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, uh, so are we going on straight to the next Galaxy of Fear book? Or is there anything else you wanted to detour to? No, we'll just go straight to the next one. I mean, we're already here. Might as well just keep reading them. Uh, at some point, point, at some point as we're going through these books, what do you think about doing Death Troopers at some point since we're doing this horror shit? Uh, yeah, we can do Death Troopers. I have the books. Well, I have yeah. the book on PBS, so you know, we, you know, we can do after. I think after we get done all these books, we just read Death Troopers and that's just not horrible. There's like some, uh, another, there's another book that's like a companion to Death Troopers. I think it's a short story actually called Red Harvest. Maybe we'll do those back to back after this. You know, it's, how about, you know, I think we just save the Death Troopers for like October. That's yeah, yeah, make, make it that, uh, yeah, the fucking, um, yeah. you know, the, especially the Halloween special. Yeah, let's let's wait because I think that's more appropriate. And I I think that'd be better if we just wait. We'll do we'll do Dev Troopers on like the Halloween week. I think we'd, that'd be better. Yeah. So I think it will it will fit. And I think so. Yeah, we'll just do it that then. But we'll just get to the Galaxy of Fear, and then after that, maybe we can read a comic or something or something. I kind of want to read another full book. It's been a little while, but I'm not sure exactly what after Galaxy of Fear. We have there's so many way different different uh, directions we can go in. You want to read the Use on the Bong trilogy? Trilogy? Yeah, the 20 books. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's just go into the whole 20 books. You know, and yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> that'll, well, that'll, that'll literally take us more than a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's some real, oh my god, there's some real, like, slumps in, like, my motivation to read at some points in that saga. Like, there's, like, a three-book, tr- like, trilogy called, like, Force Heretic that I could not give a fuck about. Oh my yeah. god. And let's just stick to let's just stick to things that we can't read, so we can talk about it. Yes, children's books. It. That's where our, our IQ is at right now. Well, you know, it's a short to the point, and yeah, our attention span just can't manage anything else right now. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, I was thinking. I was kind of thinking earlier about maybe putting a gun to your head and reading the fucking Lando Calrissian adventures since we did the Han Solo <laughs> ones. <laughs> no, they weren't that. Okay, maybe, okay, I'm not exaggerating. They, they weren't that bad. They just weren't as good as these ones. Only one of those books I would say is bad. Oh, which one's that? The middle one. Hmm. But the, 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 uh, it's, just, it's completely pointless. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> pointless. It's like one of the most pointless novels I've ever read. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great material for us to fucking rant about. Uh, let's fucking let's read some more Jones books and that's okay, shit. <laughs> I want to be a kid again. <laughs> I want to be a fucking kid again. That's right. There's also the, yeah. the author being a, a massive libertarian and just forcing that into the writing as well. Oh my god, I hate that shit. <laughs> oh my god. It's, just, it's, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. Keep it, keep it out of books. Yes. I'm gonna, I read to get away from the world, not fucking be reminded of it every fucking like a moment. I shit. mean, you didn't want to know that Lando wasn't actually an anarchist in his younger days? Oh, did you know he also liked to fuck robots, apparently, by fucking <laughs> uh, soiling them? Huh? Oh shit! Yeah, what, 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 uh, there's also Jedi Academy trilogy. I've been thinking about that too. You know what I mean? There's there's a couple options we have. Yeah, let's just get through this and we can just sit down and talk. Yeah, this is the good uh, figure out what the hell we're doing next series. Yeah. So plus we got we got a pretty good amount of these books to go through. So it doesn't like. Do you want to start doing these like 
one at a time or like two together for each podcast. So these are at least just, a bit longer. Um, it's, well, for now, let's do one at a time. It depends how many pages some of these are. If they're short, then we'll just do two at a time. But we have to see when it comes to it. I, then if there's nothing else, I think this will close out this podcast. Yep. Forever. Forever. Because <laughs> we're fucking dead now. I'm kidding. So next time we're doing the second book, Planet Plague and Galaxy of Fear. Thank you for listening. Yes. Bye. Say bye, you rude bastard. Bye.